Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thanks for joining in, and as always, thank you for being part of this community. If you're a repeat listener, it just makes me so happy that people actually come back and listen to the show after they've listened to one. Uh, I spoke at a conference uh, here in Austin, Texas just today, and one of the people came up and said that she had been listening to my podcast. She'd listened to like 10 episodes leading up to the event because she had seen in the email that I hosted Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, and she goes, I'm now addicted. She goes, I have to keep listening to the next one. So I thought that kind of made my day brighter, so I was pe- Very pleased she shared that. If you want to get involved, you can follow us on Twitter, at Cool Podcast. Uh, We have a Facebook page for cool things entrepreneurs do. And then there is the Cool Things Project, which is the group coaching program. And I just love it. Every Monday we get together a bunch of people. Not everybody comes every week, but we have a little Zoom hangout where we all talk via video. And everybody sort of shares what they're up to. We have people from all different professions. We have college professors, administrators. We have people in sales. We have people who work in PR. And it turns out, doesn't matter what we do if we're, as entrepreneurs or if we're entrepreneurial inside a job, we all face a lot of the same problems. And, and sometimes that outside perspective really does a good job of helping people clarify sort of what actions they should be taking. So if you're interested in the Cool Things Project, you can go to TomSinger.com, click on the About button. There'll be a tab that says Group Coaching Program, and all the information you would ever want to know will be right there. We'd love to have you join us. So today's episode, we're going to talk about sales because we have on the phone, Mark Hunter, the sales hunter. And I just love the fact that he came up with his company as the sales hunter when his last name is Hunter. I'm absolutely positive that that was a total coincidence and he didn't even notice that until he had his business cards printed. Actually, I don't believe that. I think he probably knew darn well that his last name was Hunter when he became the sales hunter. And he is a professional speaker who speaks on sales and he does sales training for companies. So he has built a business teaching people how to do sales, which is very interesting because then to actually grow a business, he has to go out and do sales. And so he must be really good at it because his business is continuing to thrive. And I am actually very glad that he agreed to be a guest here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do Hey, Mark Hunter, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me on today. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so, you know, I gave a little bit of who you are and what you do, but why don't you tell the audience about your company? Yeah, well, the last name is the last name my dad gave me, Hunter. And, you know, we did a lot of market research. I've been in sales. We did a lot of market research. The domain name, thesaleshunter.com was available. Bingo. That's the name of the company. It's a good thing they named you Mark as a first name and not Hunter, because then you would have been Hunter Hunter, the sales hunter. Well, you're you're right. I I just and I'm thinking about changing my middle name to sales, but no, I won't go that far. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, You know what? And and all I do is is I work with companies, work with individuals to help them find and retain better customers with one objective: to be able to close more deals at full price while growing the top line and the bottom line. Well, I want, I want that. Yeah, well, everybody wants that. I know. That's what's cool. It's I, so simple. I, I, I want yeah. that. 
So tell us about the business. What do you do? How do you deliver well, what you yeah, do? Well, what, yeah, what we do is is we do a lot of, of keynote speaking at conferences. That's almost the bulk of what I do because people ask me to come, hey, would you speak at this national sales meeting, this global conference, whatever. But I backfill that with a lot of training and consulting and really helping people really understand that there's a line I like to use because a lot of companies struggle, a lot of salespeople struggle with closing deals. And they're either having a hard time closing deals or they're having a hard time closing deal at the right price. And my line is this, you can't make a Walmart shopper into a Nordstrom customer. (laughs) Many times what happens is we're prospecting the wrong people. You're in the wrong market. So if you want to be able to close more deals and close them at a higher price, you better start prospecting the right people. Hmm. That's, I mean, it sounds so simple, but you're right. I mean, I just started thinking about some of the people that, you know, I've been chasing and they're not the right people. It's, it's, we're, uh, it's so simple when all, you put it that way. We're all, we're all guilty of that because we, we, we kind of float in, in, our, in our little circle. And, and as a result, we fail to see what's outside. And many times the circle that we tend to be floating in is not the right circle. And, ooh, guess what? It, it isn't going to work. <laughs> um, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been doing this, the speaking and the training, as your full-time career? Well, yeah. It was, you know, it was funny. Somebody asked me that question. It was 18 years ago. And I, like you, came out of corporate America. Um, but problem is, I didn't get a package. I was stupid. I was stupid. I, 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 this is what's funny. Um, I got into this business because I, I had been in corporate, had a wonderful job, great job, six-figure job, wonderful, super job, big Fortune 200 company. And I was afraid of growing old in that position. I was afraid of growing old and getting handcuffed to the company. And, and, uh, and, and I'd watch too many people go up the corporate ladder come down the corporate ladder, get stuck, and their life just withers away. So I said, I want to leave before I get too old. And um, so, so I left. I, I simply literally walked out the door. It was stupid. I, I should have done something to warrant a package. I should have done something. But I literally walked out the door after the day after our national sales meeting. And I mean, it was planned. Now, now that's that's fascinating because usually those things like get everybody motivated to go in and, and work for the team. And, and basically, you went to the national sales mode and got all motivated to leave. Well, I, it had been planned. It had been planned. And I had been asked by the president and the CEO to stick around through through the meeting. And, um, and, and I did. We executed the meeting flawless. We were rolling out a whole new series of products. And... Um, that meeting got done on a Thursday. In fact, I had to move. The, I, I moved the meeting up a day because I said I wanted one more day in the office before I quit. And I didn't want to quit on a Saturday, and um, showed up back in the office on Friday and walked out the door. That was October of 1998. And so, October of 1998, you started this company, and it was all easy from the first day, right? Oh, sure, sure, it was because I had, had all these companies that say, "Oh man, you you got such a reputation and so forth." And if you ever go out on your own, give us a buzz and love to have you love to have you do some consulting for us. And it was funny because I was so immersed in corporate America, I was so immersed in my little circle. I didn't do it. I didn't have any time to get a business set up. You know, it was just I'm going to quit and I'm going to get this thing going because I've got these companies, big companies that are going to hire me. And it was funny. Like the next week, I called them, and you could hear them on the other phone. Uh, you, you, you did what? You, you, you quit? And then it's like, oh, man, what did I just do? But you know what? It, it was a little bit, um, was it Coronado uh, in, you know, one of, the Span- one of the Spanish explorers when he landed in the New World, he burned the ships, you know. 
And so, you know, his his crew could not turn back. And that's really, I mean, I, I, didn't, burn, I didn't burn any bridges with the company I left, but I said, I'm going to make this thing work. And just simply got on the phone and you just start pounding, pounding, pounding. And um, 18 years later, life is good. So what's the, what's the hardest thing, though? Being in sales when you're selling sales, I think is, you know, it's, it's, it's got to have some little nuances to it. So, I mean, you have to do a good job or else who's going to hire you, right? Well, it is funny because your selling process is really what you're selling. And my first book was High Profit Selling, which was how to avoid the discount. So believe me, everybody was trying to get the discount. Everybody was trying, oh, if you discount your price, I'll, you know, I'll hire you. And, and, and it's funny. No, no, no. And you know what? It, it really becomes quite easy. When, when you're not willing to negotiate, it becomes pretty easy. And it's funny. I actually wound up ha- have, I've had a number of companies that have hired me because I haven't negotiated. I said, wow, you actually, you eat, you eat your own dog food. And I go, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 it all really comes down to your own attitude, your own attitude. And, and if, if you go into your job, you know, any entrepreneur, any, any entrepreneur has to believe in themselves. And if they don't believe in themselves and believe that what they're going to do is going to create and make an impact and a difference, there is no chance they will ever be successful. You know, it's not it's not it's not rocket science. It's it's just having a very firm belief in yourself. Um, so when it comes to sales, what yeah. what are some of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs make? Well, I think two two things. A, they get too hungry. You know, oh, this is this is the only sale I can make. So I gotta I gotta find a way to make it. And entrepreneur, entrepreneurs are very guilty of what I call cash flow pricing. They're going to cut their price to whatever they need to just to get enough cash flowing through the company to keep it alive. It's called cash flow pricing. And and I hate to say it, but the first four or five years I was in business, I did that. And you never really got enough revenue to really invest in the business and build the business. So what happens? You wind up just, you are literally the hamster on the treadmill. You know, you, you have to be willing to realize that there's another deal out there. Don't think this is the only one you're chasing. And at the same time, don't chase the shiny object. Just because somebody will have a conversation with you, don't think that they're a customer. This is guilty. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurs think, hey, oh, well, they, they return my call. You know, or they or they're willing to have breakfast. They, no, they're, they're willing to help you out. They're they just willing to because they know you're lonely. You know, oh man, <laughs> you got got to stay focused. Got to stay focused. So, Mark, you've been in business for eighteen years. What is the thing you love most about being an entrepreneur? When you say, "I am so glad I quit the day after that sales meeting," what do you love most about it? You know what? It's because I'm in control of my life. And if you stop and think about it, an entrepreneur. We wake up in the morning, and, and I make the comment, you know, if I'm not good, the kids aren't going to eat. I mean, it's just, it's just that simple. I mean, it's cold and it's crass, but you know what? I, I like that because here's the other thing. I get to spend my time how I want to spend my time. And that's the other thing I think, I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize. And we have to realize, and, and, and I tell this to salespeople, the most valuable asset you have is your time. That is the most valuable asset. And oh, by the way, your time is the only thing that is a finite resource. 
entrepreneurs are quick to sit there and say, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it myself. I can't afford to have somebody else do it. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to argue, no, you can't afford to do it yourself. Because, you know, do we, do we spend time to save money or do we invest money to save time? And, and, and I get the whole drill. Believe me, I've been there where it's been like, you know, it's flat out broke. But this is, this is where you've really got to look at how am I using my time? So, Mark, are there ever days where you look back at that Fortune 200 company and think, I could be sales manager over there, country club membership, company Mercedes. What am I doing? Why did I do this? Yeah. There, oh, yeah. There, there are days. But then you realize all the stuff that comes with that. And you go, is, do you really want to be beholden to that? Because I, I, I look at my creative thinking, my intellectual level. And, and, and I'm not, I'm, I made the upper half of my class possible, okay? I, I, <laughs> you clearly, and, I made the upper you, half of my you, class possible. You and me both. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, 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 but I have the ability to dig into subjects. I have the ability to dig into content. I can have conversations. You know, the last several weeks, you've had some great people on there from the National Speakers Association. Look at that, look at that association. The level of intellect at that conference you and I were both at, off the charts. Those are conversations I never would have in corporate America because we're all sucking each other's exhaust. We're, we're all, we're, you know, we're, we're all in, in the same little fishbowl. And what I like about being an entrepreneur is I get to step outside the box. I, I get to step outside. And I think this is the other piece entrepreneurs have to keep in mind. Are you spending all your time working in the business or are you spending time working on the business? And we have to make sure we allocate time to work on the business to be able to step outside. Hmm. Because otherwise you become a victim of the hamster wheel. No, you're, abs- you're absolutely right. So what advice do you have for someone who's listening who may be like you? They looked around and said, I don't want to get old here. I want to go do something else. So somebody who wants to go start their own thing, regardless of what it is, what advice do you have for them? Well, first of all, you better make sure you got really there's I think there's three things you you have to do. One, you have to be financially prepared. And when I mean financially prepared, you better have twice as much aside than you think you're going to need because it will take twice as long. And maybe it should even be three or four times. B, you've got to have a support group. And your support group, yes, is your spouse, your significant other, but it's also a group of peers. Who are, who are swimming in the same pool with you, but see different, who are in different lanes. You know, they, they, they can help you. And, and three, you've got to have a vision for the, the service that you're going to provide, the service or the product, and ask yourself this question. Does this fill a critical need in the marketplace? If it doesn't fill a critical need in the marketplace, that's called a hobby, and you're going to go broke. You know, I hear a lot of people say, oh, just follow your passion. Follow your passion and the money will follow. Well, I'm sorry, but your passion may be collecting stamps. It ain't going to put food on the table. You know, at the end of the day, what you're doing has got to fill a critical need. Because I, you and I have both had plenty of conversations, I'm sure. Plenty of people call you up, you know, hey, can I have a cup of coffee? I want to I want to do this. And, and they got some harebrained idea to go off and start some little thing. And you go, hey. You're smoking dope and jumping rope. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, 
So how important do you think networking is to people who want to run their own business? Well, it's huge, but networking is not prospecting. You, you have to look at why are you networking. Now, you're going to network to create a circle of, of friends, and you're going to create a circle of network to bring you insight, to bring you information, and to bring you contacts, okay? That's absolutely critical. Now, you can network to prospect, but I'll tell you what, I, I rarely see networking really turn into really good prospecting. It winds up that you got a lot of business cards, you got a lot of connections, and a lot of relationships. Now, let's flip this back around. Look at, let's look at this in a, in a social media 2.0 world. Networking by way of social media for the entrepreneur can be absolutely critical. I mean, you're in Austin, Texas. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. You know, um, you know, yeah, we are at, we are at the same conference together, and we've seen each other around. We we've seen each other by way of social media, but the ability for social media to create more of a relationship, more of a contact—that's where it really come comes into play. The problem I see happening with entrepreneurs is you can sit there and network yourself to where you're broke. You've got to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to network for one hour today, or I'm going to network. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to do this. You know, well, one of the big oh, this this really, you know, entrepreneurs in the local chamber of commerce. Now, I'm a big believer in your local chamber of commerce. I, I I've belonged to my greater Omaha area chamber of commerce ever since I started the business, and I always do because I support local businesses. But do I go to any of their functions? No, no, because they're a waste of time. It's not my audience. Yeah, they're great people there, but they're not my audience. They, the audience is, is insurance brokers and financial planners and all this type of stuff. They can't hire me. They won't hire me, you know, and great, I'm going to have a fat Rolodex. Boy, that, boy there's an old term, but it's not going to bring me any business. Network where you have the ability. Mark Cuban, you know, Shark Tank and the Dallas Mavericks has its best. He says, never go to a meeting that you're not going to get a check. Ooh. Think about that for a moment. <laughs> never go to a meeting unless they're going to give you a check. Wow. Well, and, that's, and that's not the check to pay for lunch either. <laughs> I loved what you said about networking is not prospecting and prospecting is not networking. I think that, I think that people confuse the two and that, right. and that undermines both of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's funny because you, you can go to these chamber of commerce or anything, net, networking events and, oh, let's trade leads and let's trade this. And, oh, please, people, you're killing me. I, and, and, and I, and, and I, I go, are, are these people really going to be successful? No. And believe me, I, man, I, I, I'm sorry if I'm getting uh, on a rant to some people, but your time is your most valuable asset. Don't go wasting it with people who can't write you a check. That's tough, but, you know, got to do it. So, Mark, I've got more questions for you. But yeah. first, I've got to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing cool people like Mark Hunter, the sales hunter. 
For an exclusive offer to the listeners of this show, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and see the offer that they have if you want to start a podcast. I never could have got this show going if I was going to rely on myself to do the production and the backside of getting this done. I love to do the interviews, but I just never would do the editing, and we would not be up to 195 episodes if it wasn't for my relationship with Podfly, and I am proud that they're a sponsor of this show. So Mark, I call the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What's the most exciting and cool thing you're doing with your business right now? Well, the cool thing right now is I got a new book that awesome comes out here soon. Yeah, boom, bing, boom, bing. Um, high profit prospecting. Tell you know, us more. Kind of what we've been talking about. <laughs> Tell you know, us more. How, what is high profit prospecting? Well, high, high profit prospecting really comes back to that too many people have to give discounts because what they're doing is they got Walmart shoppers that they're trying to t- turn into Nordstrom customers. Can't do that. Can't do that. So many times what happens is I got to relook at how I am prospecting. What is the customer type? And, and this is a big, this is a, really, this hits home because for entrepreneurs, many times they know what the outcome, they know what they, how they can help people, but they can't, they just can't say it. So what happens is they, they default to the product. They default to the product and, and you'll never become successful if you default to the product. You know, if you try to sell the product, what I want to do is I want to sell the outcome. My whole objective is to sell the outcome. So that means I got to find prospects who will either relieve a pain or achieve a gain from the outcome I can possibly deliver. That's where I got to be focusing. And that's what I talk about in the book in terms of how to break down your prospecting process. And how do you, how do you combine things? Social media. You know, social media is a powerful tool, but boy, here's a phrase I've been getting a lot of play off of. Social media without social community is social stupidity. (laughs) Just having a website, throwing a bunch of stuff out there and posting stuff to Facebook or Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, all that sort of stuff isn't going to do you any any bit of good at all because you can't eat likes. You can't eat connections. You got to create a community. You have to be able to interact. So I'm gonna, I'm, I tell entrepreneurs, use social media. It's a great tool. But you've got to be prepared to interact. And, oh, by the way, don't think that you're going to be just throw it out on social media. And then, and then a week later, people are going to be beating down your door for what you have. Because every entrepreneur at one time or another has seen the shiny object where they, <laughs> you know, they chase after. Oh, if you just do this on this and you'll be, you'll be rich. Yeah, right. The only person that gets rich is the person you bought that $99 program for, you know, and you gave them your credit card. Um, you, 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 have to, you, you have to create community. Really, if you think about what is your podcast all about, it's about creating community. It allows people to really see and feel and understand who you are. That's the community. Then, then you can turn that into revenue. Well, and the thing I tell everybody about social media is that you have to remember that it's a best effort communication tool. Because just because I post something on Twitter or Facebook doesn't mean you saw it, even if we're connected on those things. I mean, they, the life of a tweet is like 20 minutes. It's like if I'm not logged on and looking at that you know, time or if I follow a whole lot of people, I'm never going to see what you put out there. Somebody said to me the other day, oh, did you, you didn't respond to my Facebook post. I'm like, I have a, 
I'm connected to a thousand people. And for the record, I don't connect to people I haven't met. I have a rule on social media that I have to have a cup of coffee, a meal, or a beer with you before we connect. And people go, well, how can you have a thousand people? It's because I drink a lot of beer. You drink a lot of beer. I was going to say, you live in Austin. You know, but, you but yeah, duh. But there's a lot of good microbrews here. You know, come right. on. But the thing is, is that I can't keep up with it. It's not, that's not a communication tool. If you want to tell me something, pick up the phone and call me. Send me, send me a direct message or a direct email or text me. But don't expect that I'm looking at everything you post on social media. It's a best effort tool. And yet salespeople have gotten really seduced by this whole idea of social selling, which means that, you know, you put it all out over the internet and your phone's going to ring. And I think you would argue that it doesn't hurt to do that stuff, but you got to get belly to belly, face to face and do old fashioned selling. You've got to get belly. Now, you put stuff. You can put stuff out on the web because that creates your awareness. Because remember, I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure you know you've looked at my website and I've looked at your website. You sure. know, because anytime a salesperson, I, comes I'm there right now. I'm actually on your website right you now go. to That's keep to really keep creepy. me. I'm always yeah. when I'm interviewing people, I'm on their website yeah. so that I know yeah. who they are. There you go, and and so you know your so your social media presence is the clothes that you wear to work that day. You know, if you think about it. You know, people, oh, what am I going to wear to work today? What am I going to wear? That's your social media presence. Because people, you know, you're talking to somebody on the phone. What are they doing? They're on the internet. As people are listening to this podcast, you know, I, I'm sure they're pulling up my website. That's great. That, that's fine. It's creating Which would, that which would be thesaleshunter.com. Thesaleshunter.com. Right. Oh, I like how you say that. Thank you. You say that with such a radio Sh- voice. Should I, I like say it that. one more time? Go to there you go. <laughs> Hello, everybody who's listening. Please make sure that you check out thesaleshunter.com. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. So uh, the book comes out when? The, the book, the um, Kindle, comes out uh, September, uh, no, August uh, 20th. Audio comes out September 6th, and the book comes out September 20th. So if people want to find it, if they want to pre-order it, where do they go? What's the best way to get the book? Well, they go to Amazon, they go to Barnes & Noble, they can go to their independent bookstore um it is all over the place and again the title um, is high profit prospecting awesome i think everybody should run out and get that if you're an entrepreneur you don't want the low profit prospecting you want high profit no and you know what's funny this is really kind of weird but and, and we haven't even really started really the promote the promotional efforts in a big way the editor uh the publishing company um uh amicom Inform me yesterday that the initial press run, the initial run has already sold two thirds, is already booked two thirds of the way through. Well, there you go. In other words, so yeah, so we're going to go back to a, a, another printing real soon. Woohoo! I like yeah, that. That's very like nice. That. So, yeah. Mark, we could talk about your book and your career all day long, but I think that the best entrepreneurs, I think they're observers. And if you want to know, like, who's doing something really cool out there. The best way to find out is ask an entrepreneur because they're probably paying attention. So who do you see out there in the world? Not you, but someone you see who you think, wow, they're doing something cool. Yeah. You know what? That's why I, I like LinkedIn and I use business in business insider.com. Both great websites because it puts me in contact with a lot of different people. And I follow, you know, you know, it's, it, I, I, I like to follow leaders. I don't follow business people. I follow leaders who may be in business. And the CEO of LinkedIn, for instance, Wiener, he puts out some incredible content that's very insightful. I love reading that. And I, I'm, I'm on a mission lately. I just started this. I want to read a book a week. Ooh, that's creepy. 
But my goal is to read a book a week because you know what? I, I, I found we all become victim of, of just reading headlines on websites and we really don't go in depth in a subject. Oh, we read the article. You know, we, you know, we read the article on ESPN.com. Eh, that doesn't count it. So I'm, I'm really trying to, 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 to begin reading uh, a book a week. And, and I'm really starting off with a lot of the biographies of people such as Mark Benahoff at Salesforce. Um, Jeffrey Immelt, I've read several of his books already. Jack Welch, you know, people say, well, geez, he's a little bit, but credible insights there. Look to who are these people that you can glean the insights from and don't think that you can't apply them in your own business. Uh, You'll never become something unless you first think of yourself as being that someone. Ooh, I just made that up. You better write that that. that down before I tweet it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, in addition to being great observers, I also think that entrepreneurs want to leave a mark. They want to do more than just make money and build their company. So I love to ask the guests on this show, what do you do to give back to the greater good? Well, I tell you what, you know what, there's two rules that I kind of live by. Um, One is is that my goal is to influence and impact people in a positive manner, everybody I come in contact with. And it's interesting, but I'm going to do a shout out. He's the retired CEO of Mattel Toys. I I spent some time with him when he was the CEO of Mattel, incredibly nice individual, gentleman by the name of Bob Eckert. And I learned something very vividly from him. He was incredibly nice. I mean, he was nice. I happened to be at a dinner with him, cordial to the wait staff, cordial to everybody. And it was very interesting. But I asked him, I said, you are really cordial compared to the CEO who used to be there. And he made the comment. He says, you know what? He says, when I'm nice to other people, A, I really want people to have a nice day. But he says, I make better decisions. Wow. Hmm. Stop and think about that for a moment. When we are appreciative and we are thankful of other people we come in contact with, we make better decisions. Because I think it puts us in a, in, in a different state. It, we, we move into that really that abundance mentality. And I, you know, uh, that word gets kind of thrown around a lot. But we all come in contact with far more opportunities every day than we ever know what to do with. It's just the vast majority and we're too blind to see the opportunities. And, and that's why I, I say you really got to watch who you hang out with because are you hanging out with the losers? Because the losers will bring you down in a heartbeat. Entrepreneurs have to have a peer group of people who, you know, if, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, <laughs> you know. And, and man, I can't e- echo that enough. You got to hang out. So, wow, that was a long roundabout answer. How do I give back? Uh, you know what? I, 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 I don't have any specific charity or some, something like that. But my whole objective is, is to simply help others achieve their goals. You know, Zig Ziglar was a champion. He says the best way to achieve your goals is by helping other people achieve their goals. And um, that's, really what, that's really what I want. If, if I'm not helping other people, what's the purpose of us doing what we're doing? There is no purpose. There you go. Well, Mark Hunter, the sales hunter, thank you so much for being a guest on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We said that people can get in touch with you via thesaleshunter.com. So people should go check that out. And uh, once again, thank you for jumping on here and, and sharing your insight with the audience. Thank, thank you. And let me leave you with one final comment. Sales is leadership. Leadership is sales. Great I love song. it. That's good. 
Hey, thanks to everybody for tuning in. I say it every time. If it wasn't for the audience, we wouldn't have a show. So uh, if you like the show and this is not your first time back, you've listened to two, three, four, 195 episodes, jump over to iTunes and leave a positive review. Nothing makes my day brighter than when somebody leaves one of those positive reviews. And why wouldn't you want to make my day brighter? Come on, go do that. But certainly come back in a couple of days when we'll have an interview with somebody just as cool as Mark. But in the meantime, I challenge you, go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.